many of us in this world find ourselves searching for ways to feel more alive. We move through our lives day after day, living through the same repetitive cycles and the same stressful patterns that often leave us feeling defeated, underappreciated, or unfulfilled. But what if there were a different way to perceive life? What if out there we were able to find the keys to a happy, healthy, and fulfilling reality right here, right now? For those of us who are looking for a way to transform our lives, for those of us who want to learn how to fully live in this moment, to change how we feel, how we perceive the world, and awaken to a better reality so we can fully live this life. This is the Live This Life Podcast. I'm your host, Heath Cummings. I'm here to inspire you to ask yourself the question, are you living or are you killing time? What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Live This Life podcast. In this episode, I want to dive in a little bit into the some of the studies I've been doing about how we create our reality and some of the things that I've been in some of the circles of discussing about how we perceive our reality, not only internally, but what shows up in our lives because of those perceptions. You know, it goes from creating a perception inside of you to also moving into what shows up in your life. And there are so many people that I've learned these things from who have examples of how they shifted their perceptions and their wants and their desires. And they've really adopted all the things that they talk about in law of attraction, which a lot of those circles have a lot of convoluted information that, you know, keeps people coming back for more. And they're always trying to sell you other information or seminars and stuff. So it's, it's hard to really digest a lot of that, create your own reality type stuff. But I I think I've kind of filtered out a lot of the things to get people down to the basic root of the fact that, you know, you, you control how you feel and what you feel, what you perceive, what you welcome into your life is often what shows up. And I'll give you some of the examples and some of the, the things that I've discovered that could put you on that path. And that's kind of the purpose of this podcast is I'm not the authority on any of these things. I mean, some of these people who I've, I'm going to reference here, they've been doing these studies for decades. And, you know, th- these people are doctors and physicists and stuff like that. So I'm only reverberating some of the stuff that I've learned from them so that you can take that information and run with it, go down that rabbit hole on your own. But not only do these people talk the talk, they walk the walk. They have examples time and time again of how they've either transformed their own lives or how they've helped other people transform their lives by adopting these concepts or actually not so much adopting them, but just realizing these truths that have always existed in reality and applying them to their lives and watching how everything shifts and changes exactly how they say it's going to. It's you know, it's like a recipe and they say if you follow this certain recipe, this is how you can get the things you want to show up in your life. And when people do these things and the things show up, people are amazed, but it's like that's the recipe. And that's exactly what I did at the end of 2018 is you know, I learned a lot of these things at first, but then I really got some help from people like like Brandon Beecham and some of the things that I learned from his whole Positive Head podcast and a lot of the guests that he has on there about how 
we can bring these things about in our reality. And, and a lot of the people that he references and has as guests on his podcast, I started to do those things. And ever since then, my life has just been one positive manifestation after another, even some negative things that, that I've focused on a little bit too much have actually crept in. And when I stop focusing on them, they, they sort of fade out of my life. So there is some truth to this stuff and people can call it coincidence. You can call it, you know, woo woo stuff. But, you know, my purpose here is to help people move on in their life in the most positive way possible to enhance people's lives so they can really feel more alive. And me discovering these own things on my own, discovering these things for myself and enhancing my own life by following this recipe, um, I feel like this stuff works. So why not get on a soapbox and try and, and teach other people these things? One of the most powerful things that I've discovered during my awakening journey in the last couple of years is how powerful we actually are in this world. Some of us feel so powerless in this world, like the current of life's river is just beating us off the rocks while we try and stay afloat and not drown. But when we realize how powerful we are as creators, not only in how we perceive the world, but what we attract with our mind, what we attract by sort of the vibration that we emit, the type of person who we are, and what we speak into our existence translates into what shows up. It just, wow, it just becomes an amazing truth when you start to see how these things actually do come about. Dr. Joe Dispenza has been one of the people whose work has literally changed my life. I've never personally met him. I hope to in the next couple of years. Um, but his work is amazing and, you know, quite possibly saved my life. I know he saved a lot of other people's lives with the work that he does. Who knows what sort of things I would have been into or been exposed to if I would have stayed in the career path that I was on. And his teachings taught me that my world is going to be whatever I made it. Whatever story I told is what's going to show up. And if I, if I didn't like where I was, then I needed to move. And if I stayed where I was and was surprised at what kept on showing up or the traumas that kept showing up or the, the dissatisfaction I had with my, my own life and my career and everything else, if there were things I didn't like, but I chose to stay there and didn't get up and move, that's insanity. What, what, choice, what, what sort of choice was I making if I just stayed where I was and kept experiencing the same things? That It's the complete opposite of what his concepts teach you. And it seems so simple, but yet... Most of us don't apply it until we really adopt everything that he's talking about. He's done this for thousands of people. And if you're not familiar with Joe Dispenza, look him up. Look his material up on YouTube. Um, search Joe Dispenza and search something like, you know, you are your thoughts. I'm going to paraphrase some of his concepts, but you need to hear it right from his mouth. I mean, the way that he puts these things together into the, the presentations that he does is just once you hear his stuff, you'll you'll get hooked. But the point of this podcast, like I said before, is to open the door and expose people to some of these materials. I'm by no means the expert on the subjects that he teaches. I just want to be the signpost that points people in a direction of things that they've never listened to or heard before. But if you stay tuned, I will try and do the best that I can to try and teach you what I've learned and how I know it's true. That's one thing that's missing from books or seminars and stuff like this is the end result. You know, so many people will sit there and talk about follow this recipe and here's how you'll end up and this is what you'll do. But not enough times do they give you a life example. Do they they bring someone out on stage and say, this is so-and-so, here was their life, 
here's what they did to change it. Here's the, the things that match what we tell them to change. And here's the things that they change in their life. And here's the end story. Here's the end result. How it affects the real person, not just someone who's trying to sell you a story or a book or a ticket to a seminar. Most of us have the mindset of, show me how this works and I'll believe it, right? Many of us are like that. Seeing is believing. Seeing an end result helps you believe that material. But what if that thought process is backwards? What if believing brings up the seeing instead of it being the other way around? Well, let's take a dip into this pool. So Dr. Dispenza says that we create our reality by our thoughts. He says that this goes for the internal world as well as the external. You know, you can have certain thoughts and beliefs, and that's what you perceive the world as internally. But you can also have these things show up in your external world as well. His main concepts and the way that he begins his seminars is that he hammers home the concept that we we are our thoughts and our thoughts create our reality. So many of us in life are living life by the thoughts of stress and the hormones that those stressors produce. We live in a constant state of fight or flight. So many of us in this world, this busy cutthroat type of world where there's so much disease or dis-ease and unhealthy states that it leads to chronic illness, it leads to mental illness, depression, it leads to physical ailments, all that stuff. So I'll give you an example. One of the things that he, he says in his beginning parts of his uh, presentations is the, the, the organism, the human organism is much different than a lot of the rest of the animal world. I mean, we really are, you know, a form of a mammal, an animal and everything. But, you know, we're unique in the sense that we can create things that aren't really happening. You know, when a gazelle is in the fields of Africa and it's grazing in the field, it's fine and it's happy. It's aware of its surroundings, but it's not in fear of death. It's, it's always a little jumpy, you know, it's, it's got to be aware of that little crunch in the bushes that could be a signal of a predator. So it's always kind of on guard. But when that crunch is followed by the smell or something more of a predator, or, you know, the, the, the footsteps or the thing charging at the, the gazelle, its body produces adrenaline, its heart rate rises, it takes off in a mad sprint to save its own life. When it's chased by the predator, its body is giving everything it has to the physical system so it can stay away from the predator and survive. And when the gazelle gets away, it doesn't take very long for the, the adrenaline system, its physical systems, to calm down and return to normal. That's how the systems in the, the animal organisms are supposed to work. It's not designed to live in that high octane state all of the time. It's a temporary thing to keep us in survival, to keep us alive. It's to protect us. Well, that's what the human system is designed to do as well. We are not supposed to live in this constant state of fight or flight all the time in our lives. We're supposed to peak when it's needed, rest when it's not needed, so that our human selves can survive. But unlike the rest of the animal kingdom, we have this given ability to create circumstances that don't exist yet or may never even exist. We get the privilege of reliving experiences that have traumatized us from the past and we replay those over and over again. And we reproduce those stress hormones that happened to us in the past or we create stress hormones from a potential thing that could happen to us in the future, which is kind of ridiculous. So instead of doing what the system is designed to do, 
which is to take a quick jump in adrenaline land and then return back to normal, we stay there and create stress hormones for a long period of time, all day, every day sometimes. And since our bodies aren't designed for this, it wreaks havoc on our systems. We don't eat right, we don't sleep right, we don't think right, and therefore we don't live right. And this causes a laundry list of diseases and illness and chronic conditions that so many more times than not, the, the medical world throws pharmaceuticals at us, which causes a whole nother layer of problems. And it just, this cycle just gets worse and worse and worse. Let's take a little bit of a dive a little bit deeper. So let's take the concepts like we talk that they talk about in the, uh, the Matrix movies, that the whole premise in those movies is that everybody lives in this reality that's actually a computer simulation and it doesn't doesn't really exist it's not the real world but they don't realize it doesn't exist and the question they propose in that movie is what if you were in a dream that was so vivid and real that you couldn't tell the difference between that world and your waking life would you ever know if you didn't wake up from it so how would you know the difference between the dream world and the real world well apply that same question to someone who is stressing about future circumstances that could possibly arise but never actually shows up in their life when you have anxiety without an actual event to cause it, your heart rate goes up, your stress level and cortisol levels go up, you don't sleep well, you don't eat well, and it's just like you're going through that stressful event, the only difference is you're not going through the event. You create a world that is so real in your own mind that your body can't tell the difference and it produces all the same things in your made up stressful world that you would normally go through if the event was really happening to you at that moment. It's like you're being chased by the lion all the time, even when you're just sitting there grazing in the sun. Think about your dreams. Think about when you have a bad dream. You know, your heart rate goes up, you start sweating. Um, you know, you can talk in your sleep, you toss and turn. You might even start like running or flailing your arms and stuff like that, like something was chasing you in the dream. Or think about when you've seen a dog when it has a bad dream and it's like laying there on the floor, it's, it's you know, running while it's laying down or they're barking and whimpering and stuff while they're just laying there. And you kind of wonder what they're dreaming about. Like, what is it that's making them have that physical reaction? Well, that's what's happening to you and your body when you worry about things. You know, in your dream, it's just as real as something that's happening in the real world. I mean, most of us don't realize when we're dreaming that we are dreaming. We realize it after we wake up. And that's what happens to you when you project something into your life that's not a real circumstance that you worry about something that could happen at work, or you worry about a bill that you can't pay. You worry about what someone is going to say or whatever it is, and those produce stress hormones for a circumstance that doesn't even really come up in your life. So let's add one more level of depth and perspective on this conversation. Let's talk about placebos. So a placebo is a counterfeit substance, or, or maybe even a counterfeit treatment that is substituted for another substance or treatment with the intent of sort of tricking a patient into a desired result. So if you give someone a sugar pill and tell them that it's an aspirin and it's going to get rid of their pain or their headache and it actually works, even though it's just a sugar pill or in the case where they did a placebo surgeries, like they did in this study that I read recently about, uh, I think it was like an osteoarthritis knee surgery where they just did a simple incision on the person's knee, but never actually went in with, with scopes and took out some of the arthritis. They, they just did a placebo incision and it actually worked that when they were done with these studies on placebos, they found out that they were no more effective than the real surgery percentage wise. If you think about what that means 
that's huge. That some medication that they give you is no more effective than something that is completely scientifically ineffective to treat whatever it is that the person believes it's treating. That means the body literally has the means to change its physical composition. It means it produces something to heal the body because it, it just doesn't happen with a sugar pill. It doesn't happen with a simple incision in the knee and have it produce a, a result like that. That means your body literally has the means to heal itself based on your belief. Your mind can make you ill by thinking about illness. It can heal itself if you think about it, it, it heals itself. If someone has a surgery, which you didn't know was just barely an incision, but you believed it was an effective surgery and that you were going to be healed and it works, that's a crazy, crazy, amazing fact. And it's not just some whimsical folklore or urban legends. This is a scientific study that you can research for yourself. It's well known in the field of placebos and about how your mind can actually create certain aspects of your, rea your reality. So when I first learned about these things years ago, I applied this to my own life. I thought to myself in the beginning after my second cancer, how scared I was. When I was first told about the excessive amount of CAT scans my doctors had given me after the first cancer, and that it was highly likely that after all that radiation, they could have actually given me cancer again, just from the amount of, of um, radiological um, stuff that I was being exposed to by the CAT scans. I kept telling the narrative that you know, these guys are going to give me cancer again. You know, someone who I knew who worked in the radiology department, if you haven't listened to the previous podcast where I talked about this, I had cancer once. They put me through a bunch of CAT scans to kind of watch through things. And the excessive amount of CAT scans, uh, I was told by somebody who worked in the radiology department that I kept going to told me that, you know, this is, this is not good. Every three months I was there for a detection of to see if anything was going to come back. And they told me that the amount of radiation I was being exposed to is very dangerous and that I should go get a second opinion. And not too long after that, I started to really fear the fact that it was going to come back. And then lo and behold, it did come back in the same area. And it was completely unrelated to the first case. It was completely separate. It didn't spread. It, it was a complete, actually different kind of cancer. So I kept telling the narrative that someday the cancer was probably going to return because of what the radiation was. And then after the second surgery, I kept telling that story about how bad the doctors were and that it might come back a third time because of what the doctors did to me. But I stopped telling that narrative once I learned so many of these concepts and I started making connections with these people. I completely stopped that narrative and now I tell the narrative that I'm over it. I, I'm past it. It's never going to come back again. I'm doing everything in my power as far as my diet and exercise and really being mindful of everything that I think of and put into my body and that the cancer is never going to come back. And I fully believe that. I fully believe that I will never, ever get cancer again. So that's what's exactly going to happen. But these concepts and stories of manifesting things from our minds and thoughts into our reality is very significant. What if this expands more into our actual physical world around us? What if the things we focus on and speak about actually manifest into our lives? What if our subconscious beliefs are a huge part of what shows up in our life? Just think about all of this manifestation stuff. Just think if it's really true. So many of us have subconscious beliefs that we're not good enough or we're not worthy to be successful or wealthy or worthy to have good relationships. So that's exactly what shows up in our life because those are our underlying thoughts that's what we have under the surface, and we do these subtle things to actually bring about those results. 
what if we actually do subtle things in the other direction to bring about success instead of sabotaging it with our subconscious beliefs? What if we did those things? I mean, right now, a lot of us sabotage it without even realizing it. And that's why good things don't show up. You know, people will play the lottery and be like, I don't know why I play because I'm not going to win. And I know it's a big, it's kind of a, an unrealistic example because the odds of it are so big. But I mean, actually, that's, that's a narrative that you shouldn't tell. You know, people think that, oh, you know, I'm going to apply for this job and I'm not qualified. I, listen, I, I have had job opportunities come to me that I was definitely not qualified for. I mean, just recently when I shifted my entire mindset, when I was in law enforcement and I went to go and get out. I decided to take a position that one of the three that I was offered at one time, one of them was in a security realm and it was a high paying job and I really didn't want to stay in that world. Another one was using all the things that I did when I was a school resource officer and worked in schools and stuff to create good programs for kids and be a counselor and healthy living and all these things I adopted. There was a public health job for a public health initiative to go into schools and do things like bring Fitbits to kids and and create athletic programs and before and after school programs and really like be out there as a cheerleader in the community for all these healthy living initiatives. I don't have a degree in that kind of stuff. I don't hardly have any experience in that kind of stuff. But I told the narrative that it didn't matter if other people had more experience than me, that I really wanted that job, that I'd be good at it, and that, you know, no no matter what, that I was going to put the best foot forward and manifest that job. I was going to get it. And lo and behold, when it was all said and done, you know, I beat out two other people that were so much more qualified in that position. But my belief, my willingness to sell myself, my willingness to... Uh, really apply the fact that I was worthy of that job, that I really wanted that job, that I did have good qualifications. I had enough that I I could have successfully moved into it. And everything I've ever done, I've always challenged myself so that I could be the best in that position that anybody could ever be. And just that mindset had gotten me that position. And ultimately, I didn't take it. I went in another direction when I thought was going to be more conducive towards where I wanted to be at the moment. The point is, is that if you tell the narrative that you're not going to get that job or that you're you're not going to uh, you know attract a certain person that you want to have a relationship with, then 100 percent, those things are not going to come to you. Those little actions that you could have taken, that mindset you could have had, that confidence that you would have had, that open and willingness that that's going to come flowing into your life isn't there because the narrative you're telling is that you're not worthy of it. Then you can guarantee those things aren't going to come to you. But if you can shift that mindset, if you can change the way that you perceive what you're worthy of and what you can welcome into your life, what you can attract, if you can change all of those things and bring those in instead of just accepting things by default that might just come to you, if you move in a purposeful direction because you are creating that potential future in your mind, you can feel it forward. Those are the types of things that attracts them. It's not 100% accuracy, but you can guarantee that with 100% accuracy, you will not get those things if you tell the narrative that I'm not going to get it or I'm not going to, to get this job. I'm not going to attract this kind of relationship. I'm not worthy of it. You can guarantee that that's what's going to show up. Think about the amazing power that we possess if all these things are true. If you're weighing things out based on evidence, there's more being presented in favor of these concepts than against these concepts. Think about all of the power that you possess as a human being, that we can literally heal ourselves or make ourselves sick with our thoughts. 
I mean, we, we don't have 100% accuracy to, to heal all human illness. I mean, maybe we do, but you can't just say that someone who has cancer can think it away. That's unrealistic, and I'm definitely not going down that road. But the evidence that being that's being presented is really in favor of more times than not that, that we can make ourselves sick or we can make ourselves healthy by our thoughts, that we can bring things about in our lives by our mindsets. I mean, there are tangible scientific studies with repeated proven results, a hypothesis and a result that leans in the favor of high percentage success rates in favor of the facts that these things actually do exist. These things do happen. So what if that applies for people who manifest jobs and relationships and money, anything they want in their life? What if all of these things go beyond your health, your internal reality? What if it manifests into your outward reality? about what you focus on and what you say, your words, they all have a vibration and that's what we emit. It's something to strongly consider when we learn more about this stuff. We start to dive deeper on these subjects in future episodes. The more evidence we find, the more it's apparent that these concepts may be true. And if that's the case, you really have to consider the repercussions of every single thought and action that you that you take, every word that you speak. There is a set of universal laws that we'll talk about in future episodes, but it really dictates about everything about how our reality is governed. You know, we'll talk about those things, but there's there's little things like law of um, law of gravity and relativity and law of vibration and correspondence, law of attraction. If everything in our universe vibrates at its smallest fundamental particles, which is something that you know, in my opinion, the greatest scientist and physicist that's ever lived um, in history, Nikola Tesla. He said, if you want to understand the secrets of the universe, you have to understand frequency and vibration. Everything in the universe around us is made up of vibration at its smallest fundamental particles. So when you think about, you know, our thoughts create our internal reality, your thoughts are a vibration as well. Your thought patterns, your brain waves are measured in vibrations, alpha, beta, delta. There's all sorts of different brain waves that are measured in frequency and vibration. Well, if every particle, every thing, every atom, every electron, every rock, every molecule of water is made up of vibration, and so are your thoughts, what's the connection between those two? These are studies that are still going on. It's concepts that we don't really understand yet. But, you know, if this is indeed the way that things work on the smallest quantum possible scales, think about what the correlation of, of that relationship really could potentially be. These, these are all some great opening concepts to ponder, you know, take some of these things and chew on, you know, I hope everyone is able to just think about these things a little bit and their possible potential. I'm not hundred percent convinced, but I'm leaning more towards the side of that. These things actually do come about. I've applied some of these things to my own life. I, I've adopted certain mindsets. I'm trying to hold them consistently. That's one of the hardest parts is to undo all of that conditioning that we've had. I mean, I'm 39 years in, so I have to undo 39 years worth of conditioning that, you know, things happen to me instead of me happening to them. But when you change that mindset and you can hold on to it, things do start to change. I'm telling you from my own perspective, I've seen it, I'm living it. It's happening now. I mean, just recently, um, 
I've had so many things with this podcast already come through. We, we It's been on the air for two months. We have 13 countries. We have um, almost three quarters of the United States uh, that has listeners in each one of the states. Um, I'm not even sure where our listening base is at as far as the actual numbers, but I've, I've seen the statistics on what countries and stuff. That's amazing. And I've just adopted a mindset that I'm going to put this out there. It's going to you know, attract whoever it's going to attract. Um, and it's going to do its thing from there. And I did the same thing when I decided I was going to leave a previous career and everything that I've done ever since then. Uh, I've had too many things coming at me when I manifested my political career. Um, I just adopted the mindset that this needs to happen. It's going to benefit the town that I live in. Things will just come about in that way because that's the only accepted outcome. And they've, they've come to me, not just by slim margins, by overwhelmingly convincing results. You know, I'm just an echo chamber for some of the most brilliant minds out there. And all these concepts are out there for you to do your own research on. You know, do searches on read on YouTube for people like Nassim Haramon and, and Joe Dispenza and Teresa Bullard. Teresa Bullard's one of the greatest. Um, actually, a lot of these people are are compiled together on um, the the network Gaia. Um, you can go to Gaia.com. You can check out their their app that they have. A lot of fantastic consciousness content on there. Uh, again, with a lot of this stuff, there's a lot of kind of far out there things like conspiracies and uh, life outside this planet and all that kind of stuff. But they they have massive amounts of content on consciousness and quantum physics, um, really groundbreaking stuff. Uh, check that out if you never have. It's amazing, amazing stuff. That's G-A-I-A. Um, but I, I, I subscribed to them quite a while ago and I'm definitely not, they're not a sponsor or anything. So just recommending them as far as content goes. Um it's easy to censor a lot of this stuff. If you go to YouTube, you know, you got to wonder what you actually get through there. And that's a platform that's not censored. It's a private thing. You have to go as a membership. It's a very, uh, very inexpensive membership. And I've chosen to go somewhere where the things aren't censored. And some of the greatest scientific minds on the planet share their concepts and spread their their message to the world. So that's why I've, I've chosen to go that way. But you can also find a lot of free stuff on YouTube from some of these people as well. I mean, especially Joe Dispenza. Um, you can find things in some way, shape or form, you know, these things have really been pivotal in my research and I started out in that world. So, um, check these things out. I'm actually going to play a short clip by Joe Dispenza. Uh, this one's called Dr. Joe Dispenza will leave you speechless, an eye opening interview. And I found this on the success archive YouTube page. Check this one out. I think people right now, because they're so informed, uh, are beginning to realize it's not enough to just know that this is a time in history to know how. We have never, in all the things studies we've done, we've never seen people be able to change their brainwaves as quickly and as efficiently as this particular group. It's the scale is off the charts. 80% of our participants had a more than 90% change in their brain for the better in four days to create more heart coherence so that you can self-regulate your emotional state independent of what's going on in your outer environment. Uh, and so we've kind of narrowed it down to a formula. So the evidence that we're seeing in our scientific measurements sits on this side and it's objective. It's not just subjective, you saying, oh, I feel better at the end of the event. No, well, <laughs> we have science to prove that it's not just in your mind, it's in your brain. It's not just in your mind, it's in your body, right? And then there's this other arena that's starting to unfold that is, that, that, that's actually 
surprising me on a daily basis and I'm, I'm so changed because of it because in our week-long events we're witnessing the miracles of biblical proportion and I'm talking about blind people seeing, deaf people hearing, tumors shrinking, uh, MS, huge changes, people with crutches and, and walkers are walking without them. I mean we're seeing very significant changes taking place. For the people that, um, that this is making a lot of sense to, but they're still stuck in this daily routine, and logically this all makes sense, how do you get people to like make that first step where they can maybe have that one day or that one hour where they're like, wow, I actually just took everything Dr. Joe said and I see a little bit of evidence, maybe I can now take the next step and the next step. Yeah. If you can't think greater than how you feel, <laughs> we've studied the brain scans of people who are thinking in a meditation within some disturbing emotion. And a hundred percent of the time, Brian, they make their brain worse. They are driving it further into higher beta brainwave patterns because, first of all, the arousal of the stress hormones is causing you to become overly analytical and analysis isn't going to do it. Even the insight from analysis isn't going to change it. And then secondly, the emotion is a record of the past, so you're thinking in the past the solution is getting beyond it. So breaking that cycle is, is short the refractory period of those emotional reactions is, is the gift, right? And, and I don't care that you react. The question is, how long are you going to react, right? That's the fundamental question. We have seen dramatic, and I mean dramatic changes in people's health okay. instantaneously because it's not matter that emits a field when you study the science, it's the field that creates matter. Okay. If you change the field, <laughs> you're going to change matter and that just takes a change in belief because most people think they need to change the matter, they need to change the tumor. It's not your job to change the tumor, that's matter to matter. You have to change the pattern or, or, the, or, the, or, the, or, the, or the information in the field. I think, it's, I think the best way to say it is if you're not defined by a vision of the future, you're left with the memories of the past. And people literally believe in their past more than they believe in their future. That's why they talk about their past more than they talk about their future. People romance their past, they're more in love with their past than they are in love with the future. And people who actually create amazing things in their life just were more in love with their future and they kept it alive in their mind every day and they like feeding a, a plant or, or a garden. They're, they're tending to that future every single day and they're deli the delight that comes with it and the excitement that comes with it and the emotions that come with it cause them to literally change their brain and body over time to begin to look like the future has already happened. Now think about that. If there's evidence in your brain and body by thought alone evidence that looks like you've already experienced your future, what does that mean? It's already happened, so relax, because it's going to find you and it's going to come in a way that you least expect. That's, that's the beauty behind this. The, if you could you predict it, it's nothing new. It's got to surprise you. The brain learns by mistakes and surprises, so why not be surprised by an unknown coincidence or opportunity or synchronicity? And, and the moment you notice what you did inside of you that produced that effect outside of you, you're going to pay attention to what you did and you're going to do it again and you're going to believe less that you are the victim of your life. You know, someone or something is controlling your feelings and thoughts. So all of a sudden realizing your feelings and thoughts begin to create an outcome in your life. I think that that experience then causes a human being to feel empowered. They start to believe in themselves more and I think when we believe in ourselves, I think we believe in possibility. And when we believe in possibilities, I think we, we really believe in ourselves. And, and getting people to that point to realize that nobody's excluded.
I absolutely love everything by Joe Dispenza. His words, they're just, everything is so inspiring that he tells. And, you know, when you listen to some of the teachings that he has and some of these things, you can't help but think, what if? What if all of these things are actually true? You know, he says that you create amazing things in your life just by being more in love with your future than with your past, your past narrative. It's so absolutely true. It's so fundamental in changing your life for all these things that you want to adopt into it. You can't keep looking backwards in the rearview mirror. You have to look out of the windshield of the road in front of you. Uh, you really do. You know, he says to keep those thoughts of your future alive every day. It's like feeding it like a plant or a garden that you have to be excited over it. That when you when you feed it every day, when you adopt those feelings every single day, you change your body, your body and your mind. And when you do that, you create evidence that you've already experienced your future. You're already living that point forward. So usually the universe kind of puts things in your path because those are the observations that you're choosing to view. That's the reality you're choosing to create. So those little things that help you get to that end point show up in your life. The chance meeting, the, the little nudge in this direction or that direction, they usually show up because that is what you're choosing to focus your attention on. And that one quote that he had, that it's not enough to just know that this is a time in history to know how. And I think all of these things that we're discussing here and the concepts that we're going over are the how. These are all the, the how of how to bring these positive changes into your life and make those huge shifts forward, those leaps and bounds where your life takes a pivotal change, not just for the better, but a profound and different future, the one that you are purposely creating and bringing into your life. And when these things happen to you on a consistent basis, he says, you're going to pay attention to what you did. And it's basically a matter of ask, believe, receive, and repeat. Because you do these things time and time again, and you wonder how, they, how you did it. Just follow the recipe, and it comes back to you. So I'm going to wrap up this episode on creating your reality. And if, you, uh, if you've enjoyed the podcast, please go on to uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts and give it a rating and review. Um, I would love to, to see what people are thinking of the podcast and uh, read some of those reviews on the air. So if this is something that you've enjoyed, please get out there and rate us. It will help us get a little bit more exposure um, and put us a little bit further up on the scale so people might see the podcast. But if you're so inspired, please do so. I'm going to leave you with this song by Soul Rising off of the 2019 album Dreamer. And this song is called See the Light. Until next time, keep living, everybody. And thanks for listening. Ah.